You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Morning Breath. Whether you're tuning in on the radio, on the podcast, however you get it, we're so glad that you join us today. My name is Christian Hurston. I'm one of the pastors on staff here and excited to be reading through the Bible with you. I say we because I have a co-host as always. Today I've got Isaac Eberts joining me on the program. Excited to be getting into John 21. Isaac, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Pastor Christian? Doing great. Excited to be doing it and be hanging out with you in the studio. I can't believe it's December 7th already. It's yes. been flying by. We just had an incredible event, Christmas on the Parkway, which is awesome, where we get to be able to have real snow with snow sledding in Florida. Come on, that's crazy. Yeah, that was a great, great yeah. time. It's always really cool, and people are excited to be able to do something Christmassy and celebrating, and we've got our lights up, we've got the tree up at the house, trying to... I always wait until after Thanksgiving. You're one of those people, aren't I am. you? Now, now, you're going to be in a new marriage for next Christmas, so what's it going to be? Do you wait until after Thanksgiving? Do you put it up November 1st? What's your plan? No, I believe we are both in agreement before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Honestly... Not happening. <sighs> After Halloween, like November first, I start. The, that's the I trend. start putting up stuff, and I that's like the hardcore Christmas. You know, people who who love decorations, who love the music. November first is where it's at. Yeah, you guys need to let us know on the radio. You need to somehow <laughs> get in touch with us on our on our Instagram, yeah. on our Facebook. Tell us what is the way you do it because it's it's definitely debated and yeah. it's gotten pretty hot this last year. Of like, don't do it till December, and I'm always after Thanksgiving. I won't let yeah. anybody in the house watch any Christmas movies until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving funny. Day counts. No Christmas music. I'm kind of a stickler like that. But it's like, let's celebrate Thanksgiving. Come on. See, Don't I f- jump the I w- gun. My type of people would drive you nuts Yeah, listening to Christmas music on November 1st. Nope, too early. <laughs> so why don't you let everybody know how they can get in touch with the program, and then they can let us know their best way to decorate and their, their, <laughs> their preference. Of course. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, um, especially Facebook and Instagram. Uh, DM us. Let us know. Yeah. When is too early to set up Christmas decorations? Yeah, we want to know. We'd love to know. Just search East Coast Christian Center on all social media platforms. Um, also, download our East Coast app. Just search East Coast app on any app store that you have um, and uh, download it. It will have all of uh, the Morning Breath episodes. It will have our events page, links to our generational ministries, and so much more. The app is uh, – it has – anything you would ever need um, East Coast related. Also, you can go to our website, eccc.us. You can get the same things that are on the app, or you can call our office. Our number here at the church is 321-452-1060. Feel free to give us a call if you need anything. We will email you, mail you, um, whatever information uh, we can. So that is, those are all the ways to get connected yeah. here at East Coast. That's awesome. And if you are new today, the Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion that we will read a chapter of the Bible the night before, then we come back into the studio here at East Coast Merritt Island location, and we read it again on the air. When we re- I read it in the morning. 
I think you read in the morning this morning, mm-hmm. which is good. Maybe listen to it a couple of times. Yeah. Then we read it on the radio, and then we just let God kind of speak to us. So we don't prepare a message, but we prepare our hearts. And then you get to kind of go through a, a Bible study with us, and we see what kind of jumps off the pages and what God illuminates. So that's the the concept and the idea of Morning Breath. So before we jump in the chapter, we do want to let you know that we've got Christmas Eve services coming up at all of our locations, including online. So be sure to go to the website for more information. You don't want to miss those. It's going to be great. And Isaac already said, just be sure to check out the app and the site for all those updates. So John 21, we have got 25 verses. My Bible actually titles it at the beginning, the epilogue, Jesus appears to the seven disciples. So this is like, this is it guys. It's the end of John. And I'm going to be reading out of the NLT. What are you reading? I'm also going to do NLT. Cool. It's great translation. I love it. So I'm going to have you read first. I'll have you read through Verse 12, and I'll pick it up at 13. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I must say unto you, read, sir. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, or children in Greek, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net had not torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Verse 13, then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you want to go. Jesus said this to let them know by which kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one whom he had leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? Jesus replied, 
If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. So we're wrapping up John, and we had talked a little bit before the program. We try not to dialogue too much to keep it fresh for you guys. But this character, John, who we've, we've talked about this the whole time as we've been going through him, is he is like the love disciple. He talks about the, the disciple that Jesus loved, mm-hmm. the, the one that you know you see as Jesus is on the cross, as Jesus turns to him and says, you know, John, here is your mother. Mother, here is your son. And he was definitely in a special place. He was one of the three that was closest to Jesus. And there's maybe some dispute. I want to hear what you think about this. Or you had some thoughts about, you know, First John, Second John, Third John, if mm-hmm. it is the same person. If you go online, you can get a lot of different answers. But this is a great wrap up to an incredible gospel is whenever I have a new believer who's like, I don't know where to start. I tried Genesis and I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Or even Matthew, you get into it. And so much of it is the genealogy for the first chapter that people get kind of like, they get scared and they're like, what is this? I don't understand him. So-and-so begot, so-and-so begot. Like, it's tough, but John is an easy read, and it's like, oh, I get the heart of Jesus. So yeah, for sure. And and Matthew was a tax collector, yeah, so he thought his, that way. His writings, you know, and sometimes that may hit someone like oh, yeah. my brother, who's a doctor, and yeah. that Matthew might be perfect for him. But for me, I I love John. I think it's um, one of the easiest books of the Bible to read and comprehend. Yep. Um, I think it's funny that he refers to himself as the one whom Jesus loved all the time because in. It honestly reminds me of Pastor Eric's message a few weeks ago. Yeah. He's talking about it's not arrogant to say that you're in the favor of God. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, John's being arrogant. Yeah. But honestly, he's just being confident because yeah. he knows he's in the favor of God. He knows Same way that, Moses said, or the most humble man in the world. Yeah. And he wrote those words himself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I think it's funny. It's cool that it gives John some character, yeah. not just from someone that we're, we're reading um, on the Bible 2,000 years later, yeah. but relating this is John was an actual person yep. who walked the earth and lived with or you know did life with Jesus yeah and I think it's so cool just of how how John writes um it's just it really I, I love reading John yeah um so yeah. it's good stuff yeah. and I verse six stuck out to me a lot and I've done some studies on this and taught it on a few times but I love this part because I am a fisherman as it says then he said throw out your net on the right hand side of the boat and you'll get some so they did and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it and this idea of doing something differently is Jesus had already really spoke to these guys as fishermen this was their livelihood this is what they did and they knew it well in fact Peter after he betrayed Jesus went back to that old lifestyle he went back to fishing and kind of given up on the calling of God on his life, but Jesus appeared to him and met him where he was at, and then he speaks to him and is like, you guys haven't caught anything? Why don't you quit doing it your way and mm-hmm. try doing it my way? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. don't you try this and see? And yeah. they got a, ca- a catch that was so big. In fact, 
153 fish. And I need to study out this more, but I've heard someone say that at the time, the known world had 153 nations. And so that exact number, and I don't always get into this, so don't write me hate letters. (laughs) But I've heard that said before, and I need to study it out more. But I was like, that's cool. I don't know if it's actually true. Anything that you hear like that, you'll hear... 10 people argue for it and 10 Mm -hmm. people argued against it, but that there was 150 known nations and that God was saying, I'm going after all of them. They're mine. We're going to take this gospel to the world. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I I think it's cool. I I like what you said about verse six of when Jesus told him to do something differently. Yeah. But the other part of that is they actually did it. Yeah. They could have argued. They could have uh, been like, "Ah, I don't want to do that. You know, well, like Peter, the first time he's like, I've already been out all night. Like this is a throwback. Like comedians would do a callback to something earlier is he had already been in the boat Mm -hmm. and told him to put it on the other side. He had done it once. And he's like, will you trust me again? Will you do it again? The first time Peter was like, come on, we've been fishing Mm -hmm. all night. It hasn't worked this time. He just obeyed. Yeah. And this, it says, uh, this was the third time that Jesus had appeared to them. Yeah. So I think by this time, they knew, you know, even after his resurrection, they knew this was real, this was legit, this was Jesus. They didn't even ask him if it was Jesus because it says they knew he was Lord. And I think that's just so cool um, that they they recognized it and they didn't even question it. They didn't even think... that it was weird yep. or out of the normal. This just became their new normal. Yep. Um, and I think that's really cool that that Jesus came back after his resurrection and spent time with them and was cooking uh, food with them. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Sounds good, it's, man. That fish it, on charcoal fire. I know. I love that. How, that's how good. Do, like, the descriptiveness. I know. The, the I description it. of, of yeah. John and how he writes is so cool. Yeah. It's neat, too, as verse 12 talks about that. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. And I remember about Elijah when he was feeling so weary to the point of wanting to take his own life is that he was feeling beat up and he had after had this great moment of calling down fire from heaven he gets scared and then goes and runs and hides and god just meets his physical needs the bible talks about he had a good meal and then he took a nap and then he woke up and he ate another good meal and jesus here is meeting physical needs and sometimes when you're feeling the most weary You just need to halt. That's a term that I think comes from AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, which is halt when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You need to stop and fix that situation. And this is, again, where the Bible just takes care of a physical need. And maybe you've been running really hard this holiday season. Maybe you've just been burning at both ends. Why don't you halt? And just take care of it. Like most of us overate at Thanksgiving. And that's good to, you know, enjoy some time and be thankful and spend some time with family. But why don't you take care of that and get refreshed? Like be intentional. Most of us will have some time off over the holidays. Don't just fill it with more to-do list and just being so busy that you go into the new year exhausted. But take some time to slow down, to really reflect on what God did over 2020 and 2021. 
for many of us, it was a crazy year, maybe filled with a lot of pain, but for you, you know, you got engaged and you've had an incredible year. And I look back and there's been some tough times in the last two years, but I've had some incredible times as well, where God has given me beauty for ashes, or he's taken a crappy situation and made it incredible. And I personally plan to just take some time to reflect and think about his goodness, eat some good food, rest, just fight off that weariness so that way I can look at things through a better perspective. And that's what happened with these guys. Yeah. And I, I like the I like what you said about slowing down and just in and halt. That's a really good acronym. I've actually never heard that before. So that's, yeah, I like that's, that one. Yeah, that's really good. As much as you've heard me preach, you never heard that one I've before. I've never heard you hungry, use halt. angry, lonely, tired. No way. That's... So Nick is Nick is newly ish wed, coming up on a year. And Nick, whenever you guys get hungry, angry, and lonely, tired, bro take care of that because that's an opportunity to start fighting. Oh yeah. Food, food yeah. is uh, the number one thing for yeah. me. Hangry. Avoid <laughs> it. Oh yeah. Um, but I just like the idea that when Jesus came back, you can spend time with Jesus without diving into the Bible and, and, or maybe even like having to confess all your sins yeah. or whatever the religious yeah, side good. of things yeah. say. The fir- this is, it says at dawn, this is verse four, yeah. Jesus was standing on the beach and then he called out, "Fellas, hey have, fellas, have you caught any fish?" Yeah, that's the that's the beginning of when Jesus appeared. He didn't yeah. come and and rat out uh, Simon Peter for denying him three times. Yeah. He didn't talk about anything super spiritual or religious yeah. or or go into um, anything except for caring about them. Yeah, Jesus said, "Fellas, have or it says I think there's a little note in here on my Bible app. It yeah. says the Greek is children. Yeah, so he called out children." Have you caught any fish? Yeah. And he just helped them. He helped yeah. them catch fish. He told them, throw the net out on the mm-hmm. right side. They listened, and they just did life. Yeah. And then they came back, and then they were uh, they were cooking breakfast. Um, and it's just so cool, the thought of you can spend time with Jesus yeah. just in your everyday life yeah. while you're making food. Put on some worship That's music. Good. Talk to God about your day. Yeah. Just talk like he's just someone that, like he's a life. friend. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I got a new fire pit in my backyard, and I've been Looks nice. using it almost every day. Like wow. I was out there last night, the night before, the night before. And Is it an electric one? or do you No, have to, like, it's like a like... regular pit, and I've been oh. cutting down trees. I cut down a nice. big oak tree, and so I got nice. piles of firewood. Sorry, I can't share it, but <laughs> I, got, I got tons of it, and I've been loving just sitting out there. And just being quiet with God is like, it's a great thing is I love just feeding the fire, taking that time in. And that's the way I love what you brought out there, Isaac, is you don't got to open up your, your Strong's concordance for those who are more old school or your blue letter Bible app and Mm -hmm. getting in and fully divulging what the Greek meaning was. And like, you can do that. That's great. I'm actually in the middle of teaching a class for our university on how to study the Bible. And I teach all of those things, but sometimes the greatest moments I have with God when I'm out in his nature, I'm out yeah. on a run and I see this beautiful sunrise and I just pause and just let the peace of God come over me. And I'm just so thankful for what he's done. And so find some time like that where God just wants to do life with you. It doesn't have to be yeah. proper and structured in all those ways as he just did life with these disciples. Yeah. And it's so, I just love the the servant leadership of Jesus because it says in verse 13, then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. He Not only did Jesus care enough to come back and tell them where to cast the net, yeah. how to catch the fish, etc., but he served them the bread and the fish. 
yeah. he served it. And I think that's just so cool yeah. of how far Jesus was willing to go in, in such like a small situation. You know, yeah. They're just talking about breakfast. Yeah. But he cared so much. He served. He um, resurrected. He, yeah. I, it, it is it's just crazy. a mind-blowing thought that he is the savior of the world. And he's making them breakfast. And he's making them breakfast. Yeah. Same way you wash their feet and set that example. As yeah. He was a servant of all. Yeah. The first would be last and the greatest the least. Yeah. And it's just a great picture. And I and I just encourage you to just challenge your mindset. Um, if you're listening and, and you've had a, a broken mindset of who God is and who Jesus is, um, a lot of people hear the wrong things in church. But this is straight from the Bible, straight yeah. from God's word. You're seeing Jesus' character. Yeah. You're seeing servant leadership. You're seeing how he cares and how he loves. And I would just encourage you to just check that against the Bible, you know, fact check it, fact check your yeah. feelings and just begin to look at Jesus from this new perspective of he's, he was, he was, a, he cooked, you know, he was here. Yeah. He did everything that we did yeah, just physical on earth. The same world. He's been through it. And I think that's just so cool to view Jesus, um, obviously as our savior, but also as this quote regular person who yeah. cooked breakfast and did that and when you have both sides of things yeah. it can help the it. humanity of yeah it, know, honestly and, it helps me be able to talk to jesus a little easier yeah it helps me not feel so pressured that it has to be this grand big thing and that yeah i'm slacking i'm not reading my bible enough yeah. i'm not pressing in but that it, it just helps it bring it down to this level and that's exactly what Jesus's intention was. Yeah, versus just the the man in the sky or this like yeah. this deity on a giant throne and we're like yeah. a little ant his size. This yeah. is more like face to face doing life and relationship. Yeah. As we get to wrap up this portion of the program is that I want to talk about Simon Peter and how Jesus didn't remind him of just his faults and how he had betrayed him. It is unique that Peter denied Jesus three times and here Jesus asked Simon three times, do you love me? And it mm -hmm. was kind of undoing what he had done to himself as he had beat himself up and walked away from the faith and gone back to fishing. But then Jesus continues to ask him, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he's like, yes, I love you. Then feed my lambs, just take care of my people. Do you love me more than these? Yes, then take care of my sheep. And then finally again, do you love me more than these? Feed my sheep is that he's calling us to care for people in the world and that him telling him, I forgive you, I love you. You need to forgive yep. yourself. Yes, you blew it. We knew that you were super zealous and Peter said, I'll never deny you. And he tells him, hey, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny me. Like yeah. within the day, mm -hmm. like you're going to mess up. And guess what? If you're out there on the radio, if you're listening on podcast, you're going to mess up. I'm just going to tell you, like it's going to happen, but you need to be quick to forgive yourself is that Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all your mind, soul, heart, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So it's important that we love ourselves so that way we can then love other people. And if you're harboring anger and resentment towards yourself for past mistakes, how are you then gonna be able to love other people? Mm -hmm. Is you need to really forgive yourself first so then you can extend that to others. And Jesus set a great example and kind of set the tone for Peter here to say, hey, I forgive you. Can you forgive yourself and go take care of people? It's really good. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. 
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, I got this thought here in verse 22. He says, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. 
And it's this idea is that we get caught up worrying about other people a lot mm-hmm. of times. In our culture, there's the idea of FOMO, the fear of missing out. Oh, yeah. I've had that. Oh, it's real. <laughs> I know all of us in this room have dealt with it. And a lot of times we're like, hey, why are they getting that promotion? Why mm-hmm. did they get that new house? Why did they get that new car? Why did they get that new that fire op- pit? That Just new, <laughs> Yeah, that new opportunity to go travel and preach or whatever yeah. that thing yeah. is. And Jesus is being real clear here. Hey. If I want this to happen, what's that to you? Why don't you just follow me? Don't worry about it. And even that idea was broken is that John addresses here that people thought that that meant that John wasn't going to see death. But we know that the apostle John ends up on the island of Patmos, that he wasn't just like, you know, avoiding death altogether, that he had his own walk that he walked out. But people will just start talking and they get caught up and they're not running their own race. That's why Paul the apostle says, hey, run your race that's set before you don't worry about someone else god's called them to do something well god's called you to do something and you need to be busy about that and not worrying about someone else yeah and that's a really hard thing to do is to only focus on yourself but there's always areas where we can improve ourselves yeah you know i'm getting married in a few months yeah and uh in a lot of these marriage books it talks about don't try to change your spouse just try to change yourself And that is a huge, huge revelation and something that I've been working on personally of you can only change yourself. I love that. That's a great word. It's it's how you respond and how you react to things. And that's really the only thing you can control. So, well, God bless. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. We can't wait to talk to you next time. See you later. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.